Good evening, Patriots. And it is Sunday, January 30th, 2022. And this is a day where Canada continues to press on with its convoy. Apparently, U.S. truckers are starting to get ready to do their version of a convoy. Some interesting news coming out on that. Kind of some organizers around the Canadian convoy that aren't so good, but we'll talk about that in a second. And just some other various craziness going on in the world, which should be expected since we're literally living in some version of American Horror Story. But it's good. We're all getting used to it. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's the Bards Nation landing page where all sorts of savings are there. You can find incredible savings throughout the MyPillow site. There's all sorts of products on sale right now for 50% off. And you can take advantage of those great savings by using your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And you can use that promo code anywhere on the MyPillow site, on the My Store site, and on the frankspeech.com site. MyPillow.com, like always, is stirring up all sorts of ire from the elite. And Mike Lindell, who's going to be on the show Tuesday, is once again under fire for trying to stand up for liberty. And so they're trying to debank him currently, but whatever. They just keep doing whatever they can and keep trying to cancel MyPillow.com. So it's one of those companies, when you spend a dollar there, you know that your dollars are being invested in the fight for liberty in one way or another. So check out MyPillow.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and, and take advantage of the great savings that go with that. The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com is the Bible for our time. You can use your promo code BARDS there as well, B-A-R-D-S. Put that in the coupon section and get 20% off on those Bibles. Those are an heirloom quality Bible printed in the United States of America with amazing the top quality paper and printing all the way through. It also includes many of the documents from our founding fathers, which gives us a lesson both in God's word, and in how rich of a use of scripture our founding fathers had in common language. It's really amazing. It kind of gives you a deeper insight as to who we are as a nation and what our real intentions were behind our founding. So again, thefoundersbible.com, NASB 1995 edition, great edition. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 20% off. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the coffee for Bards Nation. It's a coffee designed for our time, gives you a boost of energy, sustained energy over the whole day, improved mental focus, and elevation of your serotonin levels, which then helps boost your immune system. With that are other products on that site, which include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut, Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract and high in vitamin C. Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts on the market, down to a nano level. It can isolate all the known pathogens, including SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been launched against us. And finally, you have Earth, which is a full body supplement designed to give you all the nutrient base you need for the whole day. All of those products are there on that site as a part of building and reclaiming our health sovereignty and reestablishing the strength in our immune system to keep us out of the hospital internment camps 
and away from the bioweapon system program coming out of Big Pharma. So check it out at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So I'm going to start tonight like I've been doing, which is kind of cool. I mean, I'm kind of enjoying it, doing a few of these clips around on TikTok and just getting some different perspectives. Let's uh, start with this one. This is what's up and coming, and I'm sure you're all going to be excited about this one. I just want to point out the fact that Apple is about to release a new emoji of a pregnant man while people like myself are being flagged and deleted left and right for spreading what they call misinformation. Last time I checked, men can't get pregnant. The word on Twitter right now is that Dave Grohl is pulling all of Foo Fighters music off of Spotify, joining Neil Young in protest of Joe Rogan. What do you think about this? So I'll give you a a thought on both of those right now. So first of all, last time I checked, men can't get pregnant. (laughs) Just saying. Good old Apple being right there to help us all. And as far as Grohl goes, he's a Satanist, so I really could care less. Good good to get him off of Spotify. By the way, Spotify canceled twice, not once, but twice has canceled Bards FM. Just saying. So you can figure my love for Spotify. Like, whatever. Here, check this out. This is just a reminder of what we're dealing with right now in terms of our military and what is really at risk and what they've really accomplished, I should say, in phase one of their war. So these are whistleblowers that have been extracting data out of the Defense Department database. They have noticed a very alarming increase in instances of certain conditions compared to a five-year average. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, We have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, We saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, We saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So neurological issues which would affect our pilots. Over a thousand percent increase. A thousand. Ten times. That's ten times rate and obviously that... 83,000 per year, I'm sorry, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. All right, so the point I want to really emphasize here is as we get into this discussion about what's going on with the trucker's convoy, and it is important as we're going to bring all this around as we go through the end to this tonight. There's a lot of excitement about the great victories that are going on. The best quote of the day, if you don't know that they, they, meaning those in power, control both the narrative and the counter narrative, you are not awake yet. We have, when we're walking down these paths of looking to think that we're having victories within their system, you're fooling yourself. What has happened, the big victory that's happening in Canada is people are coming together. That's the victory. And the victory there is they're starting to see the truth of the government. But as we're learning today, there's there's some really shady characters that are leading some of that movement in Canada that are ultimately backed by Ukraine, which is the Kazarian Mafia. Kazarian Mafia, okay? So they're going to control this in one way or another. The question is if the people, we the people, 
have the strength to stand together and to pursue this relentlessly and not just simply be placated by little things like, okay, well, we'll give you back no mandates. The no mandate is a trap. And I've said this over and over. And until we say no vax and get out of our lives and no vax, vax passes, but already up in Saskatchewan today, they've announced that they're moving forward with their vax pass. So they'll give up the mandates, but they're going to roll in the vax pass. And trust me, that's coming. So all of this stuff we're looking at, the, the overarching effect here is they've already accomplished what they needed in phase one. Phase one was to decimate in, over the next three years the U.S. military, and they've done that with the mass injections, 830,000 neurological issues this year. There's only like 1.2, 1.4 million people in our military. You get the picture? It's already done. So what's what people need to realize is what you need to take out of this trucker convoy is standing together, and hopefully the truckers will be strong enough to bring the system to its knees. That's the big challenge. So the other part is to look realistically at what is happening with this vax. Nothing is being given up yet. Listen to this from Australia. You know what's mandatory? Following the advice of experts. So I really don't have anything else to say about anything he said today. I'll follow the advice of experts. And I think we're very close to a situation where the relevant federal bodies will determine that three doses is what's considered fully uh, protected. Uh, as for fourth and fifth, let's wait and see how this goes. Being vaccinated saves lives. As for the fourth and fifth, they already know there's going to be four and five. There's going to be a vaccination every three to four months in the short term. Eventually, it's going to move to every month. This is real, and I and it's important to understand that this fight is not getting over just with some truckers coming up to a rally. It is a significant event to get people awake and coming together as a physical action rather than spinning around on social media. But this is just the beginning of a very long fight. If you heard Glenn Beck's report on transhumanism, their whole concept is they're moving out with this thing. And they know very well that there's going to be, and they've identified, there is going to be a resistance element. We've already been identified. Everybody that didn't take the vax, you're in a category. And if you think you're not on a list, you're fooling yourself. You are on the top of the list if you have Christ in your heart, you believe in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence especially, and if you didn't take the vax, you're like domestic terrorist number one right now. And so I'm going to try to get up on the top of the list. That's kind of my goal. So a little little message here for all those out there. I think it's a good message for everyone in, the, in this logic that goes from Canada. Listen closely. Hey, TikTok, just quickly jumping on here so that we can discuss the Canadian trucker convoy. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but if at the present moment you believe that the trucker convoy is a white nationalist movement instead of being an obvious clue that our society is on the brink of a revolution, then you've been programmed by the system. Unfortunately, if this is you, you might be so integrated into the machine that you're already too far gone. The only advice I can say is that you should put a fluoride water filter on your taps. <laughs> I would say that's probably right up the alley of most Americans. Listen to this. There's videos of people in Canada supporting the trucker convoy, waving Trump flags. Why is it that everybody around the world knows what's going on with America, but a portion of the Americans don't get it? Wake up. Yeah, that's right. Wake up. And that is the key. 
right now, a lot of what is happening is people are just being very complacent, very comfortable, in fact, and they're getting very comfy with this idea that we're winning. We're winning. I, there was a video I heard of an Irish guy celebrating. He's so excited about the fact that the mandates are being retracted that he says, the first thing I'm going to do is go have myself a pint at the pub. <laughs> go victory right there. These people understand how complacent people are. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to say it. Most people are just stupid. They just don't realize how intense this fight is and what the objective is. This is literally a fight for the st stakes of everything. The future of humanity is, is at stake. And if we fail this one way or another, humanity is going to die. We cannot afford that. And so this beginning with this trucker motion up in Canada should be waking people up as to the intensity of the fight. These truckers need our support to lock down and hold on. Trudeau fled the capital. That's a big deal. They're, the media is trying to spin it, but he fled the capital. But in order to hold this now, it is essential to understand that we, the people, have to hold fast. And I'm not talking for a couple days. I'm talking for like six months. The system has to be brought to its knees and crushed. Check out this. Obviously, the Canadian trucker event is stirring people up. Listen to this. Hey, guys, this is a convoy from St. Jerome to Ottawa, and they're putting nails now on the ground so we can't get through. Show me the nails. Look at this, buddy. Show me the nails. Montrez-moi les clous, les gars. Montrez-moi les clous. Checkez tous les clous qu'ils mettent à taille. Ils veulent pas qu'on se rende. Ça fait trois fois qu'on arrête. That was French in the end, in case you didn't get it. It's actually Quebecois. But the, the point is that they are putting nails on the ground to prevent the truckers from getting in. They, there is, and whether this is the lunatic left or those following the progressive movement, the lunatic injectors, the ones who took the bioweapon, or whether it's the organized group, nonetheless, they are in full panic. And that should tell you the momentum on what's happening is what they're most afraid of. What we need, again, is to continue to see the greater richness of what this movement is, which is bringing people together. Uh, caught warning on the language on this one at the end, just in case you have sensitive ears. Here we go. Welcome back to the Drunken Canadian News, and I'm your host, the Angry Canadian. And I'm going to give you a small update on some good news coming from the truckers' convoy. Both the Amish and the Hutterites have joined sides with the truckers. The Hutterites have stated that in Manitoba, they will be setting up tents and cooking food for everyone part of the protests if anything out of all of this if you have pissed off the hutterites and the amish are coming in their buggies to come protest you you're probably a piece of shit prime minister <laughs> i think that pretty much sums it up right there the buggies are on the, on the move by the way, the Hitterites, if you don't know who they are, they're very much like the Amish. They came. They have a, a German descent. I was actually visited a Hitterite community up in Montana. They're, they're pretty amazing. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> when the buggies come to the fight and you run from Quebec, look out. All right, here's the update on the U.S. trucker uh, convoy. So just know that America is next. We've given y'all time. We've given y'all's heads up. And whoever joins it, joins it. And it will start in California, and it will end in D.C., and we're going to stay there just like Canada's doing. Um, we're done with the mandates. We're done with the government telling us what to do. We will continue, and we will follow, just like the rest of the world, on these trucker protests. And they will be 
100% legal. They will abide by the law. And, of course, they have to say that because if they don't say that, then somebody will flag them for being like white supremacist or something like that, which is what's been going on in Canada because one of the organizers is tied to the the uh, exit or can exit, whatever they call that, from, El- from uh, Canada, which is based in Alberta, though he is a little sketchy, one of the head guys in that movement. That's why you got to be aware of who's in these movements. Because one of the people ahead of the Canadian trucker movement was used to be R- R- RCMP. Royal Canadian Mounting Police, and he has ties to some skanky groups like BLM. So just because the person's in the head of the movement may be dirty doesn't mean the effect of the movement can't be tremendous. And that's literally what we're seeing right now is Canada is waking up. It's pretty big. Canadians do do come together. They do wake up. And that's important, and we're seeing that now. And, and it, I, as I said last night, Canadians are now leading the world. Truckers are mo- mobilizing in Italy, in Australia, in, they're in Austria, in uh, Netherlands today. And the U.S. truckers are mobilizing. So thank you, Canada. God bless you all. All right, as I kind of move in here now to some scriptural stuff, I want you to hear this and think about what this says. I think this is very on point. Do you want to know why Christians are so susceptible to conspiracy theories? It's because we've been trained to see an enemy that most of the world doesn't even believe exists. And if you only knew what to look for, you would see him too. And that's an absolute truth. We understand that what's at stake here is a spiritual war. And I think what really we have to come to grips with is this. I know there's a lot of people in Bars Nation, and it's fantastic, but there's really kind of a core issue we have to get to, which is this is a spiritual fight and a spiritual war. And if you aren't seeing that as first and foremost in, your, in the way you see life, then you've missed a big component to what this war is and what the resolution is. Now, there's a lot of people still that are thinking this is a man-made issue or that they're trying to solve the problem by focusing on the man-made solutions. But I think that there is one comment here that's, that's worth truly worth mentioning tonight and it really sums up a lot of where I'm at and it's this no man is really saved unless he is in the heart of and obedient to Christ in the heart and obedient to Christ is going to be the center point of how this fight is going to be won and that means that how we live if we're going to pursue our lives in such a way that we're knowingly living in sin whatever that is we're not walking in that obedience to Christ. And that is a daily gut check to where we are. And we have to start realizing that as a remnant, we're literally leading a lot of people. And how we live our lives becomes a symbol of how what we're advocating and how we're leading others. And if we're not willing to make those changes, we're just living in, we're being hypocrites in this whole thing. So much of what we're looking at when we look across the aisle is we're looking at what other people are doing and we're seeing the full heartiness of how they're living and how they're doing. But that also means we have to put a mirror back on ourselves, And it's not, it, it doesn't have anything in the end to do with the mechanics of us prepping or our, the mechanics of us building up networks. We have to center first and foremost in our relationship and obedience to Christ. 
And when we do that, we're building a strength and a foundation that then leads us to these other things in a way that God would lead us. So this is a time really that all of us, as we move forward in this fight, and we're really in a bit of a lull of the fight right now because they're shifting to phase two. Their, their phase one was very successful, and I, and I do mean this. They managed to re-socialize, they, they social engineered the entire world. They got everybody to start buying more stuff online. They got everybody to stay at home, getting accustomed to working distance from home. They got everybody accustomed to dealing with this struggle of having something on your face, whether you like it or not. They've, they've quietly rolled out 5G across the entire world, and whether we liked it or not, it's here. So they, they, the 5G protest was pretty high before COVID. It's now dead. There's little 5G protests going on because it's being rammed down our throat. The concept of meta, which is their next phase, it's a critical aspect to getting people to work within the metaverse, is rolling out. And it's rolling out at high speeds. In the last 18 months, businesses have been aggressively building an architecture within Meta. So they're now making employees, mandating that employees wear the Oculus glasses and go into Meta to do their daily business. That's already happening across the country. They have managed to re-engineer a lot of the manufacturing methods to go to full robotized systems to produce products. They have managed to re-engineer one of the most critical aspects of this transhumanism and fourth industrial revolution is they now have mRNA being set as a baseline for all the new drugs and nanotech involved in all the new drugs and even the commercial produce, just so you're aware of that, because they don't have to release if they're using any sort of nano anything in the protest. Genetically, genetic modification, which was heavily resisted by the evangelical community, has now been mainstreamed. And CRISPR technology is seen as a, they've heroized, they they really glorified the idea of CRISPR technology and gene editing as a critical aspect of the future. And it's becoming standard commonplace knowledge. Integration of technology into the body has become accepted because these injections aren't a vaccine. They're a technology delivery system. I mean, they have, and they've done the other big thing they needed to do to the United States. They needed to find a way to diminish the effectiveness of its military and a large part of its people. They did that through the VAX. The military is approximately 70 to 80% penetrated with this VAX. All of them at one point or another will suffer damage. And the people of this country, at least I heard today by, this is from McCullough, Peter McCullough, his statement is at least 200 million people have taken at least one shot. That guarantees us long-term degradation of health, high instances of hospitalization, and all sorts of pharmaceutical solutions, which will only push more of these transhuman-type solutions to the outcome. So I'm being very realistic here. We are not in a winning position. What is happening right now actually is long overdue with the trucker rally, but it is happening. But the only success in all of this is going to be in our relationship with Christ and through Christ to the Father. That is truly it. Everything else, we're just, we're just marking time otherwise. So I want to read to you Isaiah 43, 16 to 24. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way through the sea, 
and a path through the mighty waters? Who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man? They will lie down together and not rise again. They will they have been quenched and extinguished like a wick. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway into the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will glorify me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. The people who I am formed for myself will declare my praise. Yet you have not called on me, O Jacob, but you have become weary of me, O Israel. You have not brought to me the sheep of your burnt offerings. You have not honored me with your sacrifices. I have not burned you, I have not burdened you with offerings, nor wearied you with incense. You have brought me not sweet cane with money, nor have you filled me with the fat of your sacrifices. Rather, you have burdened me with your sins. You have wearied me with your iniquities. This is a very important reflection. Now, I'm going to put this to everyone in all this celebration of the truckers' rally again, and I say this all the time at these rallies. Where is it that God is being honored in all of this? It's great that we're coming together. But where is it that God is being honored? And where is it that God is being put forth as to remind us that he is the one that makes all this possible? Without our commitment to that process, that path, we're going to continue to fall. We can't continually just look to God to say, God, I've sinned, unburden me. Where is the glory and the respect for all that he gives? And I think this is the biggest challenge we still struggle with every time. People get swept up with the moment. And I've said this before. If people would go to rallies and, and speak, even like our founding fathers spoke, speaking with Scripture as a living language, but we don't do that. You don't have to claim verse and number. But the idea of putting that intimacy in the relationship and the with Christ and that glory and beauty of what God gives us first is just not happening. That's what's holding us back in my opinion, because until we truly do that, I mean, I, I truly believe, and I've said this before that we would end this thing overnight. It would end almost instantly. If we were to humble ourselves before God and truly and truly, truly give credit for where credit is due. But always, again, like right now, there's this, there, there's this prideful respect. I mean, look, it, we're, we're respecting what truckers are doing, but they're doing it because ultimately God is part of this. And if we don't make God part of this, it's just another rally. It's just another thing. And here's the thing. The deep state, which is ultimately a Luciferian order, they get this really well. They don't stop with their, their, their ritual sacrifices. They don't stop with their ritualistic deeds. They're constantly using their symbolism, their hand signs, not because it's a habit, because this is how they are constantly bringing their magic into this world. 
And with our lack of honoring God and our lack of proclaiming Christ into this fight, we're simply standing here alone in the field. It's worse than wandering in the desert. It's literally separating from the cloud that fed manna, and you're wandering now in the desert without food. There has to be, and it, and it isn't just prayer groups. I was just reading here. Someone said massive prayer groups this morning on stage in front of the parliament. I get that, and that's great. But people have to all come together and have it in their heart as one. And if we are not walking together as one as a commitment in this fight with God at our back and Christ in our front, we're just doing little events. It becomes, there's a prayer group. It becomes there's a, there's a thing here. Part of this process is that we have to work it together. And it has to be unified in the effect. So if we're going to make this a tectonic shift and not just an isolated shift, then we all have to have that in our heart and everything and give homage to it and give respect for God in all things that we do. Every interview, there should be a proclamation of God. It's not about me. It's not about the truckers. It's not about anybody else. It's about the glory goes to God because that's what's given us this moment and this power to do this in this, in this time. But otherwise, again, it's just an isolated event. It's going to be a, a, a short die-off of, of this rally, and there's not going to be a sustainment. This fight will not be won with little flash fires. This fight is going to be won by a sustained effort over time. And that strength can only come from the rock of faith. And that faith, that energy, that fires of righteousness is going to come from that relationship we have with Christ that can endure the ups and downs because this order understands what they're doing. They're giving a little bit of space right now. They're allowing a lot of, they're seeing what's happening. They're pulling back. Who's calling for accountability? on the people that have created this injection. Even in this rally, it's not happening. What you're saying is, we want government out of our lives. Okay, you got government out of your lives. They're already doing it. They're telling Canadians, we're not going to make, we're going to roll back the mandates. This is all part of their plan. And they're going to give enough. And if we aren't demanding an end to this vaccine, an accountability like Tom Renz is doing, like he called for at the beginning of this show, if you aren't saying we're going to move forward with accountability for who created this injection, that we're going to restore the people's rights in completely, if those aren't the hardline demands, all of this will be watered down and it will fail because that whole idea, again, is we all want to get along. We all want to give each other hugs. We just want this to be over. That's not the way God works. We're talking about a righteous fight here. A righteous fight that's for the success or failure of humanity. Anything less than that righteousness, they are we're in their camp. And that has to be appreciated. The problem is that we're waiting again. We're waiting for somebody to fix it. Listen to John 5, 1 through 8. After these things, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
Now there in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters, for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring up of the water, stepped in was made well from whatever disease in which he was afflicted. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but when I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, put up your pallet, and walk. And he was healed. Now, this is a really profound phrase in the con- passage in the context of what we're talking about tonight. This man sat there, and when Jesus answered, asked him a simple question, do you wish to get well? He didn't answer yes. He gave him an excuse. Do you wish to get well? All he had to do was say yes. But instead, instead, he gave him a drama about why he couldn't get well. And so Jesus commanded him. Basically, get well, and he was made well. We have become very accustomed to having someone else fix things for us. We've been very accustomed and waiting for someone to step in and intervene. The question is, do we want accountability for the evil that has rained down upon humanity? I would hope it's yes, not yes, but. Yes, but I don't know if we can do this. Yes, but I don't know if, it's, if we can get to these people. It's a simple yes. Do we want to see the world healed? Yes. Do we want to see the rights of the people restored to what God gave them? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Yes. So if we're definitive in those points, yes, then why are we meandering around this garbage of, okay, no mandates, please. Um, okay, we're going to sit out and out and we're going to wait till you give us a compromise. We don't want to, we, we, we don't want to get into offending people. There's no offense in a truth. It may not be comfortable, but there's no offense in truth. And when God sits before us and we are talking in the relationship of truths that he's presenting before us, it's a very clear path. And the way that path is achieved is our obedience to Christ. When we are not going to be obedient in Christ and we keep walking around trying to tell ourselves like, yeah, well, it's cool, but I, you know. I don't know if I'm ready or you're trying to convince yourself that you really have been saved in Christ. Look, I said this once before and I'm very real about it. That's not a frivolous event in your life. If you can't designate the time and place of when that happened and how it would, how it was in your life, I'm going to argue it probably wasn't significant enough or not real. That's a transformational moment. And everybody ultimately has a story around that. 
And so it is time that we start to really look deeply at the nature of this fight. We are facing a demonic force that is working overtime to continue and perpetuate its dark magic and to subdue humanity through its ways of sacrifice and destruction, evil, pain, fear. And we keep trying to engage it as just us. And while I know there's prayer groups and they do amazing jobs, I'm in touch with many of them, or many, not many of them, but many. And I know there are some incredible prayer warriors out there. And I know that by definition, God doesn't need millions. But the question is, how much do we really want this? Do we want to be healed? Or do we want to be like the sick man that says, well, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but when I am coming, another steps down before me. Excuse. That wasn't the question. Jesus asked him a simple question. Do you want to be, do you wish to get well? All he had to do was say yes. And once you say yes and you proclaim that, Once you say yes and you proclaim that and you step in and live that, now you're walking within the profound truth of God. So in all of this hubbub that's going along here, all this no mandates, uh, let's, let's not do the vax pass, here's the question. Do you want liberty? And if the answer is anything less than yes, you're probably not working in the right place. You're fooling yourself. Proclaim what we want. We want liberty, not limited to me, but we want liberty for all of God's children. Do we want justice? Yes. We want justice for all of God's children. Not one case or another case. Do we want to see humanity placed inside of a Petri dish to be used for an experimental injection? The answer better be no. So why are we pushing for this stop the mandates crap? Because that's literally what's happening here is we're getting diluted because we don't have a firm azimuth on our obedience to Christ. And I see it all the time. And I see way too many people that are teasing themselves, trying to convince themselves that they're obedient to Christ because they're with this group or because they're, but it's, it's not. I mean, it is a clear path, a focused path in that obedience. Psalm 27 Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord, our God. What is so profound about that passage? And and you may have heard this a little bit different. This is NASB um, 1995, by the way, which I really love. It's, It's very, very accurate in its translation. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord, our God. Chariots and horses are, are a, a creation of man. 
it's like looking for hope in the truckers rally rather than looking at the glory and the success that's happening with people coming together. There's two differences here. I mean, there's two different objectives here. I hear all the time and I even said it, I mean, God bless the truckers. That's great. But if the focus is the truckers, they are the ones now supposedly fixing the problem. Our praise and glory needs to go to God. As we, the people, come together and the means of doing that happens to be the truckers. This is a very different discussion rather than the truckers, the truckers. They, God bless the truckers for what they're doing because what they are doing is affecting people and bringing them together. But are we boasting in the name of the Lord or are we boasting in chariots and summon horses? which are man-made things, which, by the way, they're finite. They're created by the hands of man. They're created, they're raised up by the hands of man and created, horses being raised up. But they're finite. God is offering unlimited and, and, and infinite. God's ability to provide solution, justice, glory, has no limit and no bounds. Where he can bring us, how he can get us to places is usually way beyond anything we can imagine. As long as we trust in him, it will be delivered. But in the same token, if we are always trusting in others and other things and other men and other things that we create, those are the idolatries that derail us. We're back to the same question. Do you want to be healed? And it's in those places that when we answer with truth in our hearts and the simplicity of the question demands a simplicity in answer that is so true and so pure that it is an azimuth, it cuts like a sword, and it completely focuses us, focuses us on where we need to do or where we need to go. So I think this is the struggle we all have to come to grips with. Do we really want to be healed? Do we really want to have liberty? Do we really want to have justice? Not vengeance. Okay? Not wrathful response. But do we really want to be healed as a people? And do we really want justice as a people? And here's the big one. Do we really want salvation? And now the final point is, are we willing to repent as a people? All of those things are simple questions, yes and no. And in there lies the pure truth of what we're pursuing. It's taken... Estimates range between 20 and 50,000 truckers to move across Canada to get people to finally step up and go, okay, but what are we stepping up for? It's a question. It's an important one. And there's so much confusion right now on something that is so purely simple. Do you want to be healed? And instead, we too often respond like the man, the old man at the pool. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. (laughs) I have no Trump to bring me to a rally. I have no advocate to fight for me. 
I have no congressman to speak my voice. That wasn't the question. Do you wish to get well? All he had to ever say was yes. Let us pray. Father, as we come before you this evening, humbled always by all that you give, the presence you bring, and the insights you bring to our hearts, Father, in this time when there is so much desire to push back on this evil, we are so easily misguided by the simplest of things. The question before us this evening, Father, is this, as Christ spoke in Bethesda, do you wish to get well? And our answer is yes, Father, we do. And each of those steps now of getting well, we know, returns to our obedience to Christ and our pure trust and love in you, Father. So as we sit here before you this evening, hear our heart and hear our willingness to repent. Forgive us for our transgressions. Forgive us for our confusion. Lord, we are in a time when so much of this noise and confusion as we walk pushes us in and around things, and we miss the key and critical points. We're honored and blessed by the many truckers that are mobilizing to bring focus and defiance to tyranny. Yet we know as people, we have to stay focused with them as a whole, not on the truckers, not on the things, but on you, Father. Humble us, forgive us, guide us in these days. Protect us as we step in and walk this pure path so that we can get up, pick up our pallet, and walk. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Head in the game, patriots. It's easy to get misaligned. All that this left, all that this evil does constantly is trying to move us into the darkness, move us off course, off the narrow path. And the narrow path is a discipline. It was a great piece I read, I saw today on TikTok. And it was just this, it was a simple question, but a lot more said, but essentially this, if you could transform your life in 30 days, would you do a single regiment every single day to transform your life? I would hope the answer would be yes. And the answer is also, that's all you have to do to transform your life, by the way. If every single one of us in the next 30 days commits to a single thing of focusing on healing and responding to Father, yes, and putting ourselves forward with Christ to walk in that path of being healed, clearly what we are looking for as a nation, what we are looking for as a world, as a people, that becomes the laser azimuth on everything that we do. And we will not fail. 
So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. These are profound times, and our prayers are essential that we anchor ourselves deeply on the rock of faith, and we listen clearly to the clarity and brilliance of the wisdom which Father provides for us. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in this place and time, God will win. Yet we have such a significant role in this place and time. We're here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. And it's time that we embrace fully that in a deeper and deeper level. That's the obedience to Christ. And the rewards of that cannot be described because they are the glory of what God provides. So I'll see you tomorrow night for Bards FM. We're working on the Declaration of Independence Part 3 tomorrow night going over a rewrite to try to put things in context for today. So, until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Thank you. 